Ahoy, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled, your favourite fact podcast is back. Rejoice, thank you for being there, thank you for following and streaming. My name's Dan, we're going to bring you nine facts today. It's your job to figure out whether they are worth remembering, worth sharing, or worth just chucking into the bin of fact nonsense. Uh, my three are all about the worst kidnapping ever, about quite petty Parisians, but you can understand it, and what you should do if you get locked in an airplane. Uh, Connor is here. Uh, what have you got, Con? Uh, we're going to delve into like the animal world. Uh, two facts about animals, actually, and uh, also something to do with your body. And Mark makes up the three. What have you got? Today, I've got a fact for you about the Queen taking hostages... One about questions and one that, Connor, I think you can have a true connection with. Oh, I'm excited. Connections abound. I hope you're excited too. It's a brand new episode of Baffle. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So, Connor, I know that we've interrupted your precious birthday week for this. How are you? Do you feel older? Yeah, I'm 27. I'm kind of, uh, yeah, just reflecting on the fact that 27 years has been pretty good, but I'm three years away from 30 and that freaks me out. I know you boys are closer. I think Mark's achieved it, hasn't he? You I have, have achieved it, yeah. Achieved yeah. it t-shirts. You're 29, aren't you, Dan? No, I'm the eldest one here, but, you know, we'll crack on. Are you? Um, I think so. You're the little baby of the podcast, Connor, at 27, ah. feeling like you're old. Yeah, yeah, no, it's been a good, uh, it's been a good birthday. I like to, you know, bring it out for a week at least. Always get the seven days worth. I barely like celebrating it for a day, and here you are going, yeah, birthday week. You're a birth week person. Well, aren't you? you are absolutely. What, no. This week is about me. Anything else now? Shelve it, mate. This bloke right here, center of attention for a week. Can I think I quite like you? the uh, the the kind of mindset of birthdays. Like I don't know what it is, but like a good example birthday. I was like, ah. Oh, Really wanted these trainers for a while. They're an easy hundred pounds. Been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. When my birthday hits, I'm like, oh, you know, I buy them. I like, I like that mentality. So I keep it for seven days and then I'm back to the Connor that thinks into everything way too much. So that's because you're that. broke. That's because after seven yeah. days, you realise you're broke and you're going, oh, going to have to shelve it again for another 51 weeks. Yeah. I, don't re- I don't recall what 27, how I felt turning 27. Just a, it's just a bit of a one, isn't it? It's like, you just got to sort of accept it. Three years to go till 30. I, you know, I don't really care about age, age, the number, mate. Yeah, I mean, you did just make a little song and dance about turning 30. But anyway, well, listen, my, my present to you is that you can give me a fact. Okay, uh, I will give you a fact. Um, Mark, I'll ask you first, then I'll ask Dan. Who do you think is uh, the most successful kill-rating animal in the animal kingdom? Who do you think kills the most? Kills the most? Hmm. I would say it is... I don't know, I'd say a bear of some kind. 
A bear? Yeah, I, I, I would think bear. Dan, any ideas? What are you talking about? Are you, are you talking about simply the animal that kills the most, the most, or do you, are you yeah, talking so like, about the? Are you talking about the animal that is successful with the most kill attempts? Yeah, yeah. So success meaning that yeah, they 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 kill they kill the most when they attempt to kill. Um, so it's always success. Isn't it a type of cat? No, it's not a type of cat. It is actually a dragonfly. Believe it or not, uh, dragonflies. Yeah, so dragonflies are nature's most successful predator when it comes to actually catching prey. Uh, scientists have completely revealed all of this. They've got a bunch of evidence to back it up. Uh, yeah, so apparently insects uh, catch more than 95% of the prey it targets, dragonflies being the top of that list, making it twice as successful as a great white shark and four times as effective as the king of the jungle, a little dragonfly. There we go. But uh, to be honest, if it was like a dragonfly versus a bear charity boxing match exactly although just the the, the bit on me for for sort of this fact uh, to kind of just you know give dragonflies the confidence of bloody hell you do a good job in the animal kingdom actually think about this a minute right a lion and a bear they're they're sort of prey they're going to be other animals aren't they that are on foot I would assume maybe animals that are less slow big animals probably easier to catch than dragonflies that actually eat mosquitoes flies, bees, things that are buzzing around. That's a bloody good kill rate if you are catching flies midair. That's talent. I mean, if you're named after the dragon, you're going to be pretty good. Yeah, how does it kill them? Like, it's got... A quite a long, thin tail. What does it do? So it's like tongue, mouth, catching them. They, I think they kind of like, well, I tried to watch a bit of a YouTube video on this. Not much there, to be honest. I think it's a David Attenborough question, this one. But I assume like kind of wing it, grab it, land with it, eat it. Really powerful jaws. Yeah, yeah. And uh, sort of seeing when they're just sitting on the side, maybe having a little chill out. Um, but yeah, they're not very picky eaters. So yeah, it's, it's lots. Midges, mosquitoes, they're there. Uh, bulk of their diets will be flies, bees, beetles, moths, butterflies. Yeah, I think some of them are probably stable at the point of getting caught, but it's pretty, pretty good. Dragonflies, yeah, eh? Yeah, yeah, but they're not fighting back. So if you're like a lion, you're chasing after gazelle and antelopes and i mean they can run fast and there can be quite a lot which might try and gang up on you whereas what's a group of woodlouses gonna do i think if i was starving hungry like i was really 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 hungry and i was in the animal kingdom i would rather be a lion attacking like something that might put up a bit of a fight but i know that i'm pretty damn strong than a dragonfly trying to catch a fly mid-air I wouldn't be good at that. Yeah, but bear in mind that if you're a dragonfly catching a fly, you've got the same skills as that fly in the same way a lion's got the same skills as like a antelope that it's chasing after. An antelope. Yeah. I'm antelopes. They're skillful, are they? The old antelopes. They run, don't they? Just they run. run. Big groups split <laughs> off, try and confuse them. I thought you'd be more surprised by the fact that dragonflies are top of the animal kingdom, but so be it. Well, no, I, am, I am. But, but it they, depends but... how you define the top of the animal kingdom. I think that's more of the issue. Like, if it's got a great kill rate, fine, but it's not going to beat even an antelope in a fight. Like it's going to yeah, bite down yeah. on that antelope, expect it to chop in half like it does with a wasp or a mosquito, and the antelope's just going to go, bit itchy. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. And, yeah, and good place to start. And these things get knackered, like cats and that get knackered. Like a human, like if you ran far enough, you could chase down a lion. I mean, you don't, you don't want to get into a battle with it. But the reason that humans can run and run and run, the reason that we've dominated so much is because we don't really get tired. So you can just run, 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 run. Whereas if you're an antelope or a big cat, 
you just get exhausted and you'd keel over. Mm. I don't know. Mm. You haven't seen me at the gym, but I get exhausted and keel over very quickly. Yeah, no. it's, all that, it's all that Super Bowl, mate. I tell you, it's catching up on you now, Mark. We told you. Quack. We told you. We told you when you got into the Super Bowl that, that it's going to be bad for you one day. And it's happened. Mark, just a little update. When is the when's the new NFL season happening? When are they doing the big drafts and stuff? Uh, big draft has been the new season will start in September. What was the so big moves in, in the, the middle draft? of like what the young, off season at the minute? What what young on. kid? What young kid? Well, the Jags took Trayvon Walker number one overall, but should they have taken Agent Hutchinson? Only time will tell, but quite possibly. I think if I could be anyone else in the world, it'd be like a really good college footballer that's going to get plucked you know that's like the, the talk of the town come draft day what 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 a position like, oh, to where be are you going to end up yeah but also you have literally no choice like aiden hutchinson could have been in florida could have been in michigan like where would you rather be the one that has no state income tax and good weather or detroit it's a tricky yeah, choice a but you don't get to make it yourself and you're stuck there for at least four years they always go thank you sir thank you sir thank you ma'am thank you sir honored for this privilege Anyway, there you go. That was more about the dragonflies there. Mark, give us your first fact of the show. Anytime a British royal is in the House of Parliament to make a speech, then an MP is taken hostage by Buckingham Palace to ensure the safe return of the royal. It's just one of these old school things, though, isn't it? Like, it's meaningless now. It's absolutely pointless. It's just tradition for tradition's sake. Yeah, pretty much. So <laughs> You'd be gutted. This goes back You'd to like the so 1600s, gutted. but still happens now. So when Prince Charles was there the other week... Uh, to open state parliament. This is May the 2nd, 2022, he was there. They still send a hostage, as they call them. Uh, it was MP James Morris this time. Still gets taken hostage by the royals. But the, but the thing that I don't think about it, right? If you've got Prince Charles and they're going, yeah, but we've got this bloke, James Morris, be like, okay, great, keep him. Prince Charles is more valuable. It's not a one-for-one switch there. And what does this hostage just- do? Uh, the hostage so essentially as you said it dates back to the 1600s so the whole idea of this is that it's a one-for-one switch so the royals would be like hey we've got one of yours so if you don't give us the queen back or the king back or the prince back or whoever then we will keep your mp until you decide that you're going to give it back so the idea is is that at that point because there used to be a hostility between the monarchy and the parliament it's very much a case of hey so that we can guarantee we get them back safely, we take one of yours so we can do a person-for-person swap. This what is what I don't like understand is how they select who the MP is. So, like, because you'd be gutted, wouldn't you, if one year you're the MP that gets held hostage and then you come around again and you're the same one again. Like, do they do it out of a hat? Do you have to step forward and go, yeah, I'm up for yeah, it? I think it's just a bit random. It's the same in America. America have something called the designated survivor, where when everyone is together for uh, in the capital for... Um, you know, the president giving the speech or the vice president giving the speech and everyone's there for the opening of the capital, um, opening of parliament, then one person has to stay behind. But that is a, isn't a case of a one for one hostage swap. That's in case suddenly everyone dies in the capital. There's one person left who then becomes the president. So but that now is once again, it's it's kind of a historical thing. And it's done sort of on a random basis of, hey, you're vaguely important. People kind of know who you are, but no one really gives a shit about you. Therefore, you can be the one that stays away. Like, it's not going to be the prime minister. It's not going to be the, you know, the vice president who stays away in those instances. It's like, oh, let's make it the minister for housing. I think it's a very old fact, isn't it? Like, is it, this is probably not. When was the last time this happened? Like, May the 2nd, 2022. 
No, no way. I don't believe it. I don't believe. Do you believe it, Dan? Well, yeah. I mean, look at all of the nonsense that they do. We've just had five days of Queen Jubilee celebrations and shenanigans. Like loads of the stuff that went on then was just like archaic tradition for tradition's sake. So it's it's the whole, you know, the width of the the House of Commons that the place. The two benches are set apart a distance of two sword lengths. It's just yeah. crap like that, isn't it? It's just needless, but they have to do it. So somebody it's- recently on Bank Holiday weekend when we were all having it off, eating our strawberries and cream and necking pims like idiots, was locked in a room, held hostage. No, this is when Prince Charles went to open Parliament. So when Parliament opened on May the 2nd, when Prince Charles went there to give the speech, then someone does it. So it's only when a royal goes into the Houses of Parliament. Does he wow. just kind of sit around? Sit around flicking cards into a top hat? Probably. Just there on his phone, just doom scrolling through TikTok, finding some of our videos, liking them, going, oh, those guys are funny. That Probably would that be, you know, that would, that would absolutely top Ellen DeGeneres' selfie at the Oscars if you'd done a selfie of you being held hostage because Prince Charles is doing bits in Parliament. Imagine that. You're all right, you're all right lads, you're right, on, the, on the TikTok. You're all right, I'm still the hostage because Charles is having a little chat. That's me. I'd do, I'd do the rounds that. Talking about hostages, let me bring up my first fact of the day. Um, one time, Julius Caesar was captured by pirates on a ship and he upped the ransom. So they wanted 20 talents at the time as his ransom and he said, no, I'm worth more than that. Make it 50. Hey, if you know your worth, if you know your yeah. worth, you got to reinforce it. You got to know your value. He, apparently, he did not act like you would imagine a captain to act at all. He pretended like he was the captain of the ship. He told people what to do. He openly laughed in their faces. And then, after 38 days, when the ransom was finally delivered, Caesar went free. The problem was he then got into power, and one of the first things he did upon getting into power was capturing the pirates. Yeah, capturing the pirates and then killing them. So, you know, what, what goes around comes around. What I really like about this, as I say, is he was 25 at the time, and they said, yeah, we want, I don't know, 20 quid for you, for your life. He said, no, you know who you're dealing with. I'm going to be a big deal one day. And look at that, it was true, and he got 50 quid for it. 50 talents, probably a bit more than 50 quid, but, you know, we crack on. Right, that's it. Work, that is it, that's it. That's it. Well, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's it. I want a meeting next week. Whoever the big boss is that we need to talk to, I, I, I don't know. That is, Mark might know the answer to that. We need a meeting because I think I am worth more. Worth more than what I'm getting. Dan, you there too? You agree? Mark? Do, do, do you think that we just have like written into our contracts how much we're worth at hostage times and you want yours up? You want yours up just in case you get taken hostage and they go, guys, I'm sure it's in the contract somewhere. Could you tell us how much Connor's worth? We go, well, oh, I'll tell well, you actually, what. He was worth £12, now he's worth £12.50. So I'll tell you what, some of the sh- that you two bang on about for, for each fact, it feels like I'm being held hostage. So whatever that value <laughs> is that Connor is, up it. No one's paying well, it, mate. No one's paying it to free you. Well, we, we should shed some light into the WhatsApp group. Jesus Christ, you think you'd be worth about five billion quid from some of your antics in there? Yeah, My well. word. Let, let, um, let, 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 let it know how it is, eh? Sorry, guys, I can't record <laughs> until like about 15 minutes time because the studio is two degrees too hot. I just need to put the air on and let it cool down for 15 minutes. <laughs> God, yeah, that eye roll almost it. went into the back of your head. It was so large there, Connor. 
he upped it, then he went and found the pirates and he killed them after 38 days. I think Caesar actually sent people off to go and find the ransom. So it's not the pirates did it. He went, all right, I'll send my men to go and get them. And he was only 25 years old at the time. Look at that, two years younger than you, Connor. Almost ruling the Western world at the time. Yeah, well. Connor, give us a second fact of the show. You know what they say, the young ones always carry what they do. Uh, Anyway, your liver can regenerate much faster (laughs) than you think. (laughs) That famous Uh, phrase. Famous phrase, let's just put it in front of a mountain and put it on a poster. That sounds That's like, in the Bible, yeah. isn't it? That's in the Bible. That, that was Jesus on the, on, on the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, so your liver can regenerate much faster than you think, okay? So if you had a quarter of your liver removed, a month later, it would be back. It's one of the only organs, actually the only organ, that does actually grow back. So what's funny about this is you said your liver regenerates much quicker than you think. I promise you... I promise you now, in 30 years of my life, I've never given any thought to how quickly my liver regenerates. No, but I, I think that's before, could be 50 years, could be five years for all I know. I think it's cool, though, like the fact that you can have part removed and it will just completely regrow back. You know, people obviously have op- operations and things like that, have sad things happen. And, uh, and yeah, it can just literally grow back to the size it should be. I think that's great. And quicker no than anything. No organs doing that. Yeah, no other organs doing that. But that's quite cool, the fact that it grows back. Your heart ain't doing that. Your brain won't do that. Your liver, though, definitely will. (laughs) You did one of my favourite Connor things then, mate. What? Which is when you don't want to, like, step into territory that might get you told off online. So you say, or other sad things like that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when there's operations or, you know, other sad things like that. Yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah, you have my full thoughts. I really Could be anything. Yeah, it could be literally anything. Uh, but yeah, so it's all to do with the tissue as well around the liver. So the tissue could just regenerate. So that's why it can grow back. So yeah, that's what the liver can do, which I do. I, think, I just thought it was quite cool. I was trying to find out things about the body. And this was the one where I was like, oh, that's actually really interesting. Because it's the only organ that can do it too. And the rest of the organs can't do that. I wonder why. How long does it take? So if you had like a quarter of your liver removed within a month, it would be back to normal. At what point does that end though if you had your whole liver removed but maybe there was like one tiny percent of it left would it then take four months i think it's all probably based on what they've already done so like what i was reading was 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 from like a survey like a like a sort of investigation that happened around it all and uh there was scientists that were saying that obviously they can only base it on what they've already done now i highly doubt that somebody has had 98 percent of their liver removed and just left with a seed so I don't know if they know that that works. But obviously people have had quarters removed, thirds removed, and they've seen it grow back. So, yeah. But I can't imagine it. it would from like a little seed. Yeah, Although, of what, course, like, it grew back quicker than I thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said, isn't it? Of course, if you have had 98% of your liver, we, you know, I'm sorry about that. You know, a very sad story there. Um, <laughs> quicker than I thought it would. That's very good. Mark, give us your second battle. Kids ask 300 questions per day. That is one every two and a half minutes. Good. They should ask more. Always question. Never, Always. never settle. Something I didn't do enough of. It's true. Yeah. Well, you should have asked 300 questions per day. That is the average that a kid asks. So yeah, one every two and a half Connor minutes. Connor just had one question rattling around his brain. <laughs> How long does the liver take to regenerate? That's what it was. was Meanwhile, people who listen to this podcast have one question. Just why, Connor? Why? 
Same question every week. That's that's where my mind's at. Um, Interestingly, of these 300 questions, the vast majority of them get aimed at mothers rather than fathers. So if you're a mum, you're the one who is taking the brunt of these because they look at the dad and go, nah, I'm going to ask the mum. The trickiest questions that came over in this survey were, uh, why is water wet? And uh, what are shadows made of? Apparently those are two questions that kids ask a lot. In the and where did I come of, from? Yeah, and where did I come from? That's obviously a big one as well. Um, so yeah, three hundred questions per day. Do you know what? I've already, uh, I've made the decision right now. I might feel differently when I've got a little one, but when my kid turns around and goes, "Where did I come from?" I'm out right, just gonna f- tell him all this beating around the bush. We, I had sex with your mum. We that made what you're you. Saying I beat around the bush. Yeah, <laughs> well, literally. But like, just just be up front. You know, little Ben at four years old, tell him, just tell him, just tell him. He's going to find out one day. All this panzing around like, me and your mum went out. We had some sushi. We went home and we'd done it all. Ben. Was it me? Was it me when you'd done it all? That'd be the follow-up Was it me when you'd done it all? Well, I mean, what I want to say, I'm not going to say, because he's right for for, for Baffled, and I I know it's all right for the audience, but my son, he'll be right for him at four. I tell you, I'll tell him exactly what's going on. If it's right for a four-year-old, you can tell it to the Baffled audience. They average an age... Mentally, of at least five, because they support you. Well, exactly. Ben, is, is that what it's going to be called? No, no, my kid's going to be called Dylan, but, you know. And do you know what my kid's going to do? He's going to come to both of your kids and knock them the f*** out, both of them. <laughs> Dance first, Mark's after. <laughs> he's going to be that little oik, isn't he? He's going to absolutely be that little oik. Yeah, he's going to take no sh- Racing stripe through his head when he's seven years old on the playground. Be like Mark McLaughlin in my school who had a Nike tick dyed into the back of his hair when he was about nine. What oh, a legend. One, there. It was always one. What a legend. Yeah. And there Dan was with his Tamagotchi, honestly. <laughs> just neck deep in library books. What's how? Just, I think just there with, Dan just there with his library book going, oh, did you know that livers can grow back? And it's yeah. a lot quicker than you thought as stay, well. It must, stay, it must stay longer. What's interesting about that fact, Mark, is that you had to do all the, the, you know, the background explanation to it. Like if you just said kids ask 300 questions on average a day, I'd have fully believed you. Like I didn't really need the whole runaround of they ask more questions to the mum and the... the Way, well, I'm just adding some flavour. B, we have time to kill. C, you're aware we do this podcast with Connor Knight. Yeah. Um, why water is wet? That's interesting. What was the why? Do you, what are shadows made? What are shade, of? shadows I don't think made I ever. Of? I don't think I ever wondered that when I was young. It's a uh, deep, deep philosophical set of kids nowadays. I, I, I don't. I personally, personally, don't think that. I asked enough questions as a kid that and that is why I am what I am today. I can fully believe that and need absolutely no further evidence to just agree with that hypothesis. Yeah, no. Yeah, I need to ask more questions. So I mean, we've been telling there you, you that for the last two and a half years on this podcast. You need to be more inquisitive. Can you imagine that, well, you, that you just kind of went, where did I come from? And your mum was just like, oh, you know, and you went. Sure, you're right. Okay, I think I think, I think I think my ability that I of not asking enough questions is what helps me. Is what makes me me. Yeah, and that's why you haven't advanced. There we go. Second fact of the show for me: when the Germans invaded Paris and captured Paris during World War Two. The first thing that the Parisians did was cut the lift cables of the Eiffel Tower. So the Nazis had to walk up all the steps to hang their flag at the top. I mean, what? it's the way you do it. What? What? Why are they? Why are they? Why? 
Now I'm asking questions. Connor just asked all the questions you he should have asked as a kid. What? <laughs> why? What? What? Why? Why? What? Say, what do you why? mean, why, Connor? So say, say it again. Hold on. Just say it again. I'm trying to process it. Say it again. When the Nazis captured Paris during World War II, the first thing the French did w- who were there, they cut the lift cables to the Eiffel Tower. So if the Nazis wanted to go to the very top to hang their flag, which they did, they had to use the steps. Yeah, no, I just don't really see the point because they're going to do it anyway. That's what I mean by why. It's like it's, they're going to do it anyway. Yeah, it's but petty, at that point, you've got to do, just got to do what you do. Out. Exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. But they're going to, but it's going to happen anyway. It's just like, this is ag. It's probably going to cause cool ag too because you're cutting your lift cables. So you're going to have to load of admin afterwards. You're going to have to fix it all. It's going to just be aggravation. They're going to get there anyway. Might take them a bit long, yes, but they're going to get there anyway. Also, the German soldiers climbed the tower to hoist this flag, but the flag was so big it was blown away after a couple of hours and needed to be replaced by a smaller one. Also, they asked the French workforce there to fix things for them, and the French delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. The Nazis always suspected that they were kind of mucking them around, and it was proven because almost as soon as Paris was um, claimed back, they kind of fixed it all within a few hours. But I like the pettiness of it. I like the pettiness. I'm thinking, you know what? You've come to our city. We ain't letting you get to the top of our... If you want to get to the top of our national monument, you're going to be knackered when you do it. Take the yeah, stairs, yeah, mate. No, Put it out of office. You, Put it out of order on the uh, on the elevator doors. Sorry, mate. You uh, would be as well absolutely pissed, wouldn't you? Imagine you go in there, you've got the lift, you've got the flag, you're like, oh, do you know what? It's probably got a small flag. You'd be like, here we go again. Flag. Heavy it's going to be a heavy flag. They've done it but again. They did a lot of marching, like, though, didn't they? Yeah, but marching on flat roads versus marching upstairs. No, thank you. Yeah, I don't think they were goose yeah. stepping to the top, were they? I mean, you I never know. know. I... You never know. Seems you seen, you seen a Nazi walk upstairs? Do you know for certain they didn't goose step up them? Ah, uh, that's a fair point. Um, I'm trying to remember if I've been to the top of the Eiffel Tower. I have. It's so sh- I think I've, I think I'm, I think I've been to like the, it I don't think is, I've been to the top top, but I've been to like the viewing bit. Do you know what? I'll be, I'm going to be honest about this side of life. I don't know if you two are the same, but I find all of those things just always really, really sh- Like, you, you go up these buildings to just... I don't really ever feel that amazed by it. Like, I'm just like, it's just obviously what I knew it was going to look like anyway. But I, I don't really... It just is always a little bit of a letdown. I'd rather look at the things as opposed to be at the top of yeah. them. So you know, like the Eiffel Tower, way. amazing, but I'd rather just look at the Eiffel Tower than go up the Eiffel Tower. I don't really well, get there's, it. Yeah, there's two things to it. One, as you've said, these things are great to look at, but also you're kind of going up there just to see what it's like. Like, it doesn't have to be the best thing. It's just, oh, that was an experience. I'll chalk that down as an experience. You also get a, you get a nice view across Paris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, might maybe a proposal spot. You never know, yeah. I'd rather do it in front of it, though. Makes for a better picture. Instead so of just a load of, like, iron around me. Is that what the Eiffel Tower's made of? Just metal poles? Yeah, yeah but that's because you... you l- look at the window. Look at the view. Don't, don't look at you... Don't get a picture of you yeah, backing into what it's it, made of. It does always you just, just get a little bit... Just look at the iron and ignore the nice view, the Arc de Triomphe and all that. Nah, just look at the iron. That's all I'm looking you see, at. See, I enjoyed going... I enjoyed going up the Arc de Triomphe. That was cool. It was old heritage. That was cool. Yeah, whereas, whereas the Eiffel Tower is brand spanking new, opened last year. Yeah, it's, well. um, uh, I'm trying to think, on March you get a good view of Paris. I think I quite enjoyed it up there. You got a nice little view. I just don't really remember much about it. Then again, it can't be that memorable. I don't remember that much about it.
Hello, sorry to interrupt your podcast. We didn't do that. It's just been magically done for us. We do a podcast, which I think you might like if you like this podcast. Our podcast is called The A to Z of Men with me, Chris Brooks. And me, Scott Robinson. And what's the podcast about, Scott? I mean, what we're doing really is giving you an insight, a delve into the male mind. We're going through the alphabet letter by letter. I submit a word. Chris submits a word and we battle it out to see what word goes into the A to Z of men. And you can get us wherever you get your podcast from. Just search for the A to Z of men. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You can get in touch with the show, by the way. You can buy stuff, our merch. You can get on the TikTok, by the way. The easiest way to do that is baffledpod.com. Would love to see you there. Last fact of the show. Connor, take it away. Okay, last one for me. So the Greenland shark reaches sexual maturity at 150 years old and goes on to live between 300 and 500 years. Always fascinates me personally that there is something that can live that long. Now, I... To mature, the fact that it takes 150 years is a bit worrying. Because, I mean, I'm 27. I'm not quite there yet. But 150 years but is not At what point do you think time. you're going to mature? Oh, I don't know. I don't think I ever will. It's always good to have a little bit of an annoying kid side to you. But 150 bloody years is not for a long time. They live for ages, Greenland sharks. They live for ages and ages and ages. I think the oldest Three known to living creature... Is, is a Greenland shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three to five hundred years. I don't think there is anything that, 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 outli- that outlives that at all. I don't think there is. Think of what From it's what seen. I could research anyway. But yeah, three to five hundred years. 150 years for full maturity. It's quite a long time. wonder how long they'd have to wait to buy their first beer. What do you reckon? What, what does a... 90? A green, yeah, what does... A, well, it's amazing, isn't it, how different species work like this? You know, yeah, yeah. what does it take for a human? Is it, I don't know, 15 years? I don't really know. I don't want to guess. But it's 150 years. Why? Whereas they do 15? nothing. We do loads. 15 years to mature? No. No, I'm still, I'm 27. I'm still not there, let alone 15. No, it, it's sexual <coughs> maturity, mate. Different thing. It's not. Oh, it, oh it, yeah. Sexual maturity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a little bit different. 
sort of the age which you can procreate. Yeah, well, it's got to be, yeah, 16, 17, isn't it? Surely. Well, actually, what? no, I, I know, I know, I've seen stories of, of kids that are younger than that. Isn't there a dad? The youngest dad was like 12, 11, maybe? The, so the question there, Connor, is if you weren't thinking it was sexual maturity, what do you think an actual mature shark's like? <laughs> well, I don't know. That's the thing. That's now we're on. One that's got a good, re- good hold on its finances, found yeah. a partner, settled down, got a nice place to live. You know, fairly good stubble, fairly good, good stubble, good job, all all those kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, so yeah, while it's got me thinking. While we're, to- while we're talking about old animals, always worth bringing up. Was it the clam, the oldest clam that we ever found? Humans, yes. In inspecting the oldest clam that ever found, they killed it. Get Absolutely that. cracking. Of course, they did that. Brilliant. Well, Mark, listen. Give us your last fact of the show. It's a very simple one to finish and one that I think you're going to have a lot of empathy with here, Connor. Uh, did you know that a panda poos 40 times a day on average? And there we go. There we go. I've always got along with pandas. I've always wondered why. Now when I go to the zoo, I always feel a connection with a panda. And uh, that's why, because we the same. So thank you, pandas. 40, 40 times. times don't they eat loads of though? They eat like yeah, loads of so- veg, don't they? Like... No, so basically, um, the majority, about 98% of their diet is bamboo, but they have to eat a lot of it in order to get the nutrients uh, that they need. Therefore, they have to pass all that volume. So as a result, there's a lot of bamboo-filled poo about 40 times a day is average for a panda. So imagine a panda with the so, runs. Like, that's not, that's not you good know, at all. You know the wildlife bloke Chris Packham? He is always yeah. very. He's quite. He's quite vocal about that. We that we're wasting all of our time trying to save the pandas because they're so precious. It's like they can only have. They can only make a baby one day a year, and then when they do it, they've always got headache, and they've got to eat so much bamboo, and they don't really give a lot to the wildlife ecosystem. So I think pandas are quite precious as well, to be honest. So, and if they're pooing all that, I'm asking, what's the point? Yeah, <laughs> what's the point? You can't help your poo cycle. It is what it is. Part of life. Bless them. It's dirty though, isn't it? They're up there. I mean, it must smell so bad. 40 Connor, poos, how many poos? Their bum. 40 poos a day. Connor, how, how many poos do you... Well, they probably lick their bum. Connor, how many poos do you reckon you have a day? I've got a bad day when the IBS is booming. Four? Four. But by the full fifth one, it's just water. It's air. I, I tell you what, mate. I reckon I probably have four in a normal day and I don't have any form of IBS. I'm just quite Mate, consistent. Just boom, tell boom, you what, boom, boom. I don't boom. think that's ring healthy. Up, ring up your local GP, ask for a full blood count, get the celiac in there too, what your gluten levels are like. Could be a bit of an no, issue there for you, bud. I'm fine. I enjoy it. I think it's the vegetarian. I just, you know, I'm eating like no, lots, it is. lots you of small eat all things. That. It's because you, it's all, yeah, it's all that tofu shit. goes right through you. <laughs> that's it. Put it all down to tofu. <laughs> Other fun fact about pandas and their toilet habits. Uh, sometimes they will do handstands when they pee because they want to spread their scent. So if they're upside down, they can pee higher on a tree, meaning that their scent is higher up and is smelled by more animals. If I was Great an animal, fact. I'd be a panda. I'd be a panda. That's a better fact than the poo fact, that one. I like that. No, you wouldn't be a panda. You'd be um, like one of those snivelling sewer rats, I reckon. <laughs> You'd be. Snivelling sewer rat. The look of disgust no, on Connor's face. What, no, I know what you'd be because you look a bit like him. What's his name? Scrap from Ice Age. 
What me? Does, doesn't he look a bit like? Is it Scrap Mark? I scrap. Yeah. Oh yeah, doesn't the one who's got like the long neck, the long scrap. neck with the f- eyes. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, I'll take yeah, that. Yeah, you do look a little bit like him. Right, yeah. last fact of the show. Well, it's been a fairly ramshackle show. In 2019, a woman woke up alone in an Air Canada plane after seeping through the landing hours after everyone else had been let out. She had to use a flashlight to signal for help. So when you think... It's on your life jacket for attracting attention, along with a whistle. Exactly. <laughs> when you think... No, she had to find the flashlight in the cockpit, by the way. It wasn't just under the seat. Maybe she should have. Uh, she, yeah, when she, you think... She, yeah, she should have got a life jacket you, from under her seat. She was, not, she was sleeping through the safety announcement. Should have been awake. When you land, if you're sleeping and you think it's fine because when they land, they'll just wake me up. Doesn't always happen. This woman was left there and she was quite panicked. I, I'd quite enjoy it. It would be something a bit like a horror film, wouldn't you? But I'd quite enjoy it. Mm. Maybe. Mm. Really? Well, I mean, at least it wasn't like you... a, you know, I mean, to be fair, you probably have noticed if someone else was trying to get into your seat, but at least like it yeah. hadn't taken off again and she was in an entirely different country. I don't think I'd enjoy what? it. I mean, be, yeah, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. She was quite scared, apparently. Uh, what's going to happen? I've got to get the plane I, one day. I would be a little bit on edge. Wouldn't you, Mark? A little bit? I'd be a little bit on edge. Yeah. Be a bit like, yeah. It's not the most comfortable like, situation. Wow. I mean, but like, wow, this is amazing. You know, this is everything I've dreamed of more. I'd be like, I'm not really enjoying this, but, you know, it's what it is. To be honest, I'm just a well, little bit jealous have... that she manages to sleep on a plane. In those seats. Oh, no, don't get, don't get me started. Are you, I bet Dan's a sleeper. No, I'm not at all. I'm, I'm so bad at it. So yeah. bad at it. But I'm not really one of these people that whines on a plane. You know, people who, I'm quite good at just sitting there and thinking, okay, it's five hours of my life. Let's just get a book, get the headphones on, whatever. Whereas it's just, and also you take the window seat sometimes and you think that that's going to make it easier to sleep because you've got something to rub against, but it's not like that at all. Can't be dealing with it. I, I was on a flight with my um, girlfriend recently and, and she had a bit of a cold. And when we got up really high, the pressure affected her and she thought she was having a stroke and she wanted them to land the plane. And then we went to speak to the air hostess and she went, have you got a cold? Does it give you a headache? Does it make it feel like your teeth hurt? And she went, yeah, yeah, you'll be fine, love. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be fine. Just go sit down. It was just you wanted Mark, to like, land the plane in Portugal. Are you a kipper? Oh no, I, I when I flew back from America the other week, eight hours overnight, didn't get a wink. Yeah, cannot sleep. It's just such I, a I'm thing not. as those seats are so like they're thin and they're like. Even if you put them back into full tilt, A, there's the Britishness of you that makes you feel really awkward about doing that. But B, that's still not comfortable. I don't know how anyone sleeps on a plane. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a sleeper. I'm not much of a sleeper. You know what I'm like? Full of it. Eat loads of shit, Watch loads of films. Annoy whoever I'm with. Just pretty much what I do anyway in normal life. Just on a plane. And you can't yeah, escape yeah. me. Yeah, I can imagine that. Or you wait for our best- American tour. You wait for our American tour, lads. Hey, we'll be on that plane. Me, you. Oh, can't no, we're, wait. We're, ruin we're, your well, life. To America, yeah. Then we're getting a tour bus and uh, Dan sleeping on the bottom bunk with you on top. That's what I heard last week. Oh, yeah. I'll be on that little bit like on a motorbike attached to the side of it while we should be travelling along next year. You all right? Hello. Uh, yeah, what you want is, is you want it to be empty to a point. The best time is when you've got like seats laid out, whole rows in front of you, and then you go and try and kip along there. I always feel a mm. bit like a bit of a grebe doing that, like a very grubby yeah. trying to do that, but... Sometimes you gotta do, you gotta do. Right, I've well, that is it. I've for done this that episode before. Of Plane was like twenty five percent full. That was it. Just every single person just slept across the middle. 
great. Yeah, yeah. lovely stuff. Good times, at. <laughs> <laughs> right, with that side eye, it's time to finish this episode of Baffled. Thank you very much for listening. What have we learned? Pandas poo 40 times a day. Also, sharks are probably making boob jokes until they're 150 years old. And we finally answered the question that I know has been on the tip of your tongue for the last two years how long does it take for your liver to regenerate it's done pocket that remember it we'll see you soon it's baffledpod.com click on there you can get our merch you can also get in touch and find our tiktok page and it's info at baffledpod.com if you want to email say goodbye mark goodbye say goodbye connor see you later see you next week bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.